0: Hi, I'm Tefera Jemian. And I'm Hannah Bailey. Welcome to Yeah, a show where we talk about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah!
1: Week we are changing it up a little bit, going back to something that you all told us you really enjoyed, which was the dystopian Smackdown we did a couple of weeks ago. We had tons of fun doing that, so we've decided to do some more Smackdown episodes. Uh, So this week we are doing the Ultimate Princess Smackdown, where we are pitting. Uh, The Princess Diaries against Ella Enchanted. So we had a lot of fun revisiting those books that were, like, staples of our ter- early teenage years, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's, uh,
0: let's dive right in. It was especially fun going through Ella Enchanted because, uh, it's like, I feel like it's written at an earlier reader level than yeah. the books we've been doing recently. It's, it's definitely more of, like, a middle school book, yeah. I think. Yeah.
1: Um, I know I first read it, I think, when I was, like, 13.
0: Yeah, same. Um. Even though she's like 15 or 16. Yeah. It was kind of fun to go back to a book that I think I first read when I was 12 or 13 and love yes. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt the same way about Ella Enchanted. Um, I hadn't reread it in a long,
1: long mm-hmm. time. Um,. Because I remembered liking it, but I also remembered, like, having parts that I really didn't like. And then when I reread it, I was like, oh, that memory is just because a pony gets eaten and it made me really sad right. when I was 13. <laughs> I mean, it still makes
0: me sad. Yeah. But yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hannah was a horse girl.
0: Hardcore.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was also, yeah.
0: um, it was it was fun uh, to, like be reading kind of back-to-school type books right when the weather's turning. Yes, that's true. Here that in was Montreal, really, really nice. Yeah, here in Montreal, we've had a soup of a summer all year. Uh, it's been disgusting. So bad. I'm pregnant, so I'm just like... Uh, hot. Oh, God, I'm already hot, you know? It was just gross. Mm -hmm. And this week, for the first time, we have some, like, tolerable weather. Yeah. And so I've been very much in fall state of mind, and for me, like, often that's, like, fantasy and going back to school books. Yes. Yeah, Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So it was fun to really get into it. Mm -hmm. I'm also excited about this one because with the last SmackDown, the Dystopian SmackDown, Mm -hmm. I felt like I had a clear winner in my head from the get-go. And with this one, I... I love both of these books very much.
1: Yeah, I feel it's much less like, much less, I don't know which one's, I haven't actually tallied up my scores yet, Um, but they were, they were fairly close. They're like some,
0: yeah, it'll be be very interesting. I think I know which one wins for me, but it's close.
1: I I think I do as well, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Um, yeah, I forgot how much I liked *Ella Enchanted*. I also forgot that it was actually a like ba-
0: like a very altered but like Cinderella story. It's it's honestly, I mean, we'll get it. I wrote a bunch about that in plot, okay. but it's honestly like quite uh, quite good retelling, a quite true retelling. Yes, and just like, but with some really clever fun.
1: changes that like do really interesting things with this yeah. story that I like a lot
0: yeah exactly. Um,
1: so we should jump right in because this is maybe gonna be a long one. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so our first category is protagonist. uh, so Mia and Ella. Uh, do you wanna okay. I can take it away. Okay, so um, so I started with Mia. Um, so actually, so this is interesting. Um, I don't actually find her like to be the most likable character. Um, but she is such a 14 year old, which I just think is brilliant because it was funny for me rereading The Princess Diaries because I loved them when I first read them. And then I read them as they were a book that I read as an adult. And I was like, oh, I do not like these nearly as much as I liked them (laughs) when I read them as a teenager. But it's because Mia is like very much a real 14 year old. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Which she's just like. She's she's not super deep. She's like really passionate about things, but in a not very nuanced way. Like she she hates school for very believable reasons, which I like, like the education system doesn't work very well for her. And her priorities are really out of whack. But
0: like, she also like does some learning and some growing. Um I do really love that her her grades aren't great. Yes. Because so often when you have the misfit like teenage narrative It's true. It, they're also a very good student.
1: It's cuz they're yeah, they're they're smart. Um mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no so I I think she's a super
1: relatable character even if I or not like super realistic character. Yeah. Um. Even if I don't like adore her, so I give her an eight.
0: I know one thing you kept saying while you were like starting the reread was, my God, I forgot how much she is me at fourteen. Oh
1: yes, she's also quite me at fourteen. Um, not not in some ways, not in the in the terrible at math way and like that sort of thing. And like, not I was not that boy crazy either. Yeah. But um, but the like tall gawky flat-chested very awkward very frizzy hair thing uh she's very me yeah. <laughs> like the physical description i think on like the first or second page i'm like yep that that is just <laughs> this is why i loved this book she was me <laughs> yeah. yeah i
0: am um, i actually found so i went through that process of like first loving mia mm-hmm. and then kind of cooling on her. And I found on this reread, I find her so much more sympathetic (laughs) than the last time I reread these, which was a few years ago. Okay. Um, Because she's such a 14-year-old. And Mm -hmm. I think I just kind of went from this, like, I mean, I think it reflects the way I feel about 14-year-olds, right? I went from, Mm -hmm. like, being one of them to being like, ew, those young kids are really irritating. (laughs) And now I'm like, aw. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, honey. I think
1: as i was rereading i kind of <laughs> had a little bit of that journey <laughs> i also haven't reread them most recently i think mean, not nearly as recently as you have i probably right. haven't touched them in like 5 years right
0: so you're on that second reread yes. yeah. yeah um i did find i don't find that she's boy crazy Okay. I feel as though she thinks she is supposed to be boy crazy.
1: Yeah, that that's maybe more what it is. Maybe I mischaracterized because that. Because
0: Lily pushes really hard. Like Lily is very boy crazy. <laughs> and Lily pushes that really hard, but Lily would never like admit to that yes so lily kind of tries to push mia into that in a way i think yeah i can see that
1: i i I see that argument yeah
0: but like even i was noticing while i read this i remember reading it when i was younger and being like oh she's so obsessed with josh richter Mm richter richter Richter? i guess it's like the richter scale richter probably yeah but i was reading it this time and was like she barely mentions him honestly like he comes up when they're like specifically talking about conversations about boys that's true um, and like
1: i think largely because she needs to find somebody to talk about that's not yeah. lily's brother who she actually
0: has a well, crush on and it's always just like it's always just like oh yeah he's the hottest boy in the school and he's mm-hmm. dating my nemesis yeah. so like <laughs> yeah. yeah it's true yeah i also don't think she has a crush on michael at the beginning of the book Okay. I think Michael has a crush on her at the beginning oh, of the yeah. book. Yeah. Very, very, very obviously. obviously. Which yeah, is yeah. something we can get into yeah, yeah. in the in the um, <laughs> love interest category. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. Um Yeah.
1: Yeah, she like thinks he's attractive at the beginning of the book. But
0: she's like very confused by that.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Um I
1: also I, um, I was just gonna say about the boy thing. She reminded me a lot of what we were talking about with Carmen in that. She she wants to have a boyfriend because she thinks that, like, she's supposed to have a boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. Um. But she's not necessarily, like, actually attracted to specific. She,
0: she likes the idea. She like, likes the idea. And that's, you know, yeah. she talks a lot about movies and pop culture and mm-hmm. she likes this sort of pop culture idea of a boyfriend. Yeah. But, like, yeah. when she finally goes on a date with Josh Richter, <laughs> she realizes, like, 10 minutes in, wow, I hate this. Yeah. And she dumps that's him great. halfway through the date. Yeah, it's great. Which is pretty badass. Uh-huh. Um yeah. I, I like that she constantly feels she needs to handle things. Like, especially with her mom. She's yes. constantly like, my yeah. God, nothing would ever get done if I didn't do it. And I'm just kind of like, honey, that's not, that's like. No. Your mother is clearly a very capable adult.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Or like. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, she'll be really chill about stuff that other people get really worked up about and yeah. just feels kind of, like, casually confused. She's like, I guess I'm supposed to have an opinion about this, yeah. so I'm going to have an opinion about this. But really what I care about is, like, I don't want Fat Louie to eat another sock. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I do really get the sense of her as, like, the 14-year-old who who hasn't really hit puberty in its yes. full hormonal rage yet. Yes, yes. And yeah. is just kind of, like... A little bewildered, yeah. By I all feel that. her peers,
1: I feel that, and that is possibly why I liked her so much when yeah. I was a fourteen year old because I was also a very late bloomer. So <laughs>
0: the the one thing that bugs me with Mia mm. is I feel like she is a little bit overly aggressively New York, mm. and this is a criticism that comes up for me throughout the book. It's something that kind of pulls me out of the book a lot. Okay, I'm just like, okay, Meg Cabot, you didn't need to like every other sentence Push doesn't need to be a so new much. york reference yeah <laughs> um, yeah and that, that does yeah. kind of pull me out of her a little bit mm-hmm. yeah i gave her an eight okay. out of ten i actually wrote down a seven here but that okay. seems low to me so yeah i gave her, I gave her an eight your, yeah. your
1: description was more positive than mine and yeah. i gave her an eight so. Yeah. so ella ella i really like ella as like a person i i feel like she's like I don't know. I actually, maybe I was harsh on here here. So what I wrote down was that she's very winning, but she's, like, a little bit almost unbelievably, like, good and kind mm-hmm. and selfless. No, I see that. Um, but she also has really good sass to make up for it and, like, a very good, like, spark of personality. So I said that she could be more fleshed out as a character, but, like, given the givens, she's solid and I like her. I gave her a 7.5. Okay.
0: I, I love Ella very much. <laughs> I also love Ella
1: as, yeah. like, a person.
0: I um, um, I like... I actually find that she's kind of, like, petty and whiny. And that's yes. a fun, like, element of her character. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't... I mean, beyond her, like, need to be obedient, I don't find her overly nice or giving. Except with the people she loves. Like, with Mandy, she's very nice and giving. Yeah. With Rayda, she's very nice and giving. Yes um Hattie and Olive she's like petty oh yeah like I don't think she falls into the Cinderella trope of being like so kind-hearted to everyone no
1: that's true Mm -hmm. I think I'm thinking more of like the the putting the kingdom before her own Happiness uh-huh. thing. Interesting. I think that's more what I'm thinking of in terms of like she's very
0: good. Interesting. Um, we, will, we will get into that more yeah, later, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The main criticism I have with mm-hmm. Ella is that I could use less of the not like most girls thing that gets pushed so hard. Yeah, that gets pushed very hard.
1: I don't know if that comes from her as a character or if that's just something the book is doing. Nah,
0: she says, like, oh, the only person who's worth anything at finishing school is writing mistress because she te- teaches ciphering and writing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, I take it back. Refuses to take on the title of princess in favor of court linguist. It's Mm -hmm. like you could be both. Like, Mm -hmm. um, There's just like, there's a certain element of like, I'm so smart and so nerdy. And that makes me much better than... um, any of these other people yeah, that no, that that's just true. is tiresome. It's um, very yeah. It's something that Mia falls into too, but Mia is such um, so clearly an unreliable narrator. Yes. <laughs> um and Ella is not mm-hmm. clearly an unreliable narrator. But yeah. we could think about that because it is in first person. We could, that's we, true. could we could think, could think about, about how
1: much she's an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. I think also I feel like Mia falls into it less because she I think Lily really does that. Yes. Yeah. Um but I, I hate Lily. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I feel like Mia does it a little bit, maybe, but mm-hmm. not. She also buys into it, all. like yeah. She she wants to be like you get more of the sense that she like rags on Lana so much because she would like to be Lana. That's true. Whereas like you get a lot more disdain for people mm-hmm. like that from Ella. Ella doesn't want to be Hattie. Yeah. Whereas like I think Mia kind of wants to be mm-hmm. Lana.
0: Yeah, or like Blossom, or one of the yeah one of the girls at finishing school who's actually at all pleasing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I get that. I do feel like actually now I'm thinking of it. Ella is somebody who's essentially been homeschooled her whole life, true. with like her mom keeping her safe, and she yeah, hasn't really real seen true. other kids a lot. Yeah, and I do kind of wonder if that's one angle to think about it as like mm-hmm. sh- when you have a kid who's raised largely by adults. Yeah. Without a lot of contact to other children, like I started going to school in mm-hmm. in grade five, yeah, and I remember definitely having an element of just like, why are you all into these childish things? Yeah, um, that's so a really that's, good angle. I hadn't thought of that? No, that makes a lot <laughs> yeah. of sense because you you get the
1: you get the uh, you get the feeling that she hasn't really had any contact with her peers between the kid who she played with when she was like eight, who yeah. she accidentally told about the curse, until she like meets Char. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I
0: think I think thinking about Ella as a very Uh, sheltered character Mm -hmm. adds a lot to her and that's i mean one of the things that's really really beautiful Mm -hmm. about this book is that her mother's death propels her into having to figure out how to be a person in the world yes um anyway i give her a nine i really like okay (laughs) Um, antagonist yeah oh sorry did you give her
1: i gave her a 7.5 which i'm now like reconsidering because i do
0: really like her i think it's okay to stand by your i really
1: like her but i think yeah it was like it's funny because i find her more likable than mia but i feel like mia is maybe more interesting as a character right and more like honest as a character yeah that's fair
0: antagonist antagonist is a tricky category for both of these yes yeah so
1: i i wrote that i'm gonna call the antagonist in princess diaries mia's life in general Um, (laughs) (laughs) i enjoy that i think that's really like that is who the antagonist is in this book is just like the things that happen to mia that she like usually reacts to in an outsized way yeah um but she's 14 so (laughs) we will (laughs) we will forgive her for that yeah. Um like kind of just like being a teenager plus extra on top like your mother's sleeping with your algebra teacher and you're a princess of a small yeah. European nation.
0: Man, and it's her algebra teacher too, right? Yeah. Like it's got to be her worst subject. Ugh. Yeah.
1: You really I really feel for her. I in really that.
0: I feel I um, feel for both of them in that situation. Yeah, I feel for both her mother and for Mia. Yeah. Very profoundly.
1: Yes. I find that really interesting because I think the conflict, like, mostly comes from her reaction to things, not from the things themselves, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is well done and very, like, representative of what it's like being 14. Yeah. Um. I I took points off because I do like dislike the trope of the main human antagonist being like the shitty pretty popular girl. Right. Um partially and actually I was I was curious what you and our listeners think about this. I think partially I hate th- I hate this trope because it's anti-feminist, but I also hate this trope because my high school did not have that girl. Right. So I'm like that girl's not real, but is that girl real if you um, went to a different high
0: school than I did So I mean I also went to a small I know your school wasn't private but it was like a similarly like specialized interest yeah I went to a small private school I think maybe every like like it's common for a 14 year old girl to have that girl mm. in their school. I I don't think it actually exists as like a category as hardcore as like rom-coms make us believe or high school movies make us believe. Yeah. But I think because it's a really powerful narrative, like I remember feeling like I had to find that girl in my school. Interesting. And there was like there was definitely like a clique mm-hmm. of the like hot, wealthy girls. Yeah. That that Who yeah. I remember really distinctly because I had an enormous crush on one of them. But like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's. I think sometimes it's something that you look for. I also yeah. think that Lana. It's important to remember that Lana is a ninth grader, and yes. so like Mia has kind of singled her out. But I I think that in the grand scheme of the school, Lana She's probably is not, not that, as significant as Mia not that makes big her. Of a deal. And I do feel yeah. like that gets got into in some of the later books. But I think so. I, yeah, yeah. I f- I forget, but. But, yeah, like, I know there's a scene where Mia's hanging out with some of Michael's computer club friends. Or, no, it's Mm -hmm. the people around the table who are Josh's friends from crew. Yes. And she's like, they're all 12th graders, so they're, like, cool. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I just, I I think that I, like, I find that trope uh, difficult to relate to because my school was just very, I think it was, so I went to an arts high school. So, like, instead of the normal high school, school cliques, there were, like, your art was your clique. Yeah. Um, and so it was, like, less stratified right. than
0: that. Was there, like, one art form that was, like, sort of seen as higher? Um, not
1: There was definitely the art form that had the, like, typical high school pretty popular girls in okay. it, which was the dance girls and the drama girls and the vocal girls. Okay. Like, th- those three okay. Um. were, like, the traditional... Like, if you were going to have the traditional high
0: school popular girls, mm-hmm. it would
1: have been them. Mm-hmm. But not all of them. And, like, not in, like, a super antagonistic way. Yeah,
0: yeah my school, I think we had very small grades and very small classes. Okay. And we had this weird thing where, like, the grade below me and the grade above me mm-hmm. both had a lot of, like, just, like, like fairly wealthy very pretty girls who really knew how to perform femininity okay and for some reason my grade and the grade two grades above were just mostly like kind of nerdy awkward. That's great. And like so we had this weird the split was like on the grades and it was very weird. And yeah. like Oh that's funny. So so like basically all the guys in my class dated the girls in the grade below. Okay. Because they knew how to do it. And and like <laughs> the nerdy me and my nerdy friends would be like, We like these boys but we have no idea how to make them like us. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, yeah. yeah yeah I agree that's a that's yeah. a trope that's distracting yeah so um, i I give it a seven okay. I did not get as like Meta with the antagonist <laughs> as you did. I said there's not really a true antagonist, but clearly there is it's me as life. Um, but I said Glamaire is pretty antagonizing, Lana's okay. pretty antagonizing. Mm-hmm. I interestingly don't find that Lana is put up as the main antagonist. I do find that Mia puts in Lana yeah. as the main antagonist. from, from
1: Mia's perspective. I think yeah. from the perspective of the, the book as a whole, no. But from Mia's perspective, yeah. she's her main antagonist. Yeah,
0: and I think the, the really easy explanation for that is like like you were saying, Mia wants to be Lana and is constantly devastated that she can't be Lana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely. But, excuse me. Uh, I actually talked about Josh Richter as oh. as the antagonist in this because I was really struck on this reread by what a fucking creep he is. Oh
1: yeah, he's he's heinous.
0: Like like, I think when I've read it in the past, I've been like, oh yeah, shallow pretty boy, kind of no, a dick. He's heinous. He's
1: creepy. He's creepy as fuck. And like, he, he's yeah, creepy. He's
0: like awful. He, okay, I mean, a he's a twelfth grader who who dates ninth graders. Like as soon oh, yeah. as that happens, you know something's wrong mm-hmm. with him. Um, especially when he's like hot and wealthy and like yeah. totally could be dating somebody who's his peer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a scene when L- Michael and Lars kind of have a moment about Josh when yes. when Michael finds yes. out that she's going to the dance with Josh and Michael's like okay and then like looks at Lars and is like you are going to be there right and Lars <laughs> is like oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, Mr Gianini is like ooh yeah and I don't love that, like like yeah. every single person Who Apart Josh. from Lily and Mia are like yeah. Ew. Ew, this guy this guy, yeah. um, the scene where Mia describes him staring down Lana the in the cafeteria, yes. Oh, yes. was what really chilled me, like oh yeah, I forgot he's about just that. found out that Mia's a princess, so he's sticking up for her to Lana, mm-hmm. but like Lana like says something. Like, mm-hmm. jokingly, not even that bad about no. Mia. And Josh, like, says something in return and then just stares at Lana and yeah. stares her down without blinking. And Mia's like, oh, God, I wish Josh would stare at me that way. And I'm just, like, prickling. Yeah, no, he, com-
1: like, he comes off as, like, very, like, violent and That's creepy. the sociopath stare. Yeah.
0: That is a thing that abusers do. Yeah. That is, like, one of the things you look for. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to weed out an abuser before he starts dating you, is that like they call it the sociopath stare? Yeah. Like Josh is a fucking creep.
1: Yeah, he's a huge creep. So, anyway. Yeah. No. But he's good. Yeah. He's a good creep.
0: Because, again, with the unreliable narrator thing, which Mm -hmm. I think is such a strong part of Meg Habits writing. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily get that no unless you're attuned for it and then you see it and you're just like oh jesus yeah Yeah. (laughs) like all the adults in this book see this all the Mm. like slightly older kids in this book see Mm. this so anyway i think there's like a good mix of people who are genuinely antagonizing and also people who mia just for whatever reason can't stand yes um and very influenced by the unreliable narrator Mm -hmm. Uh, i give it an eight out of ten cool overall pretty good
1: i like i like ella enchanted for this so i i said that the antagonist is ella's curse mm-hmm. um
0: you are you are just getting so much deeper with this than i am great.
1: <laughs> well you you were much more better with me than me on the last one <laughs> okay. so
0: um yeah,
1: so i i think that the antagonist is ella's curse okay. um like there are there are humans who cause problems but like all of the problems that they cause would either not exist or be much more minor if yeah. not for Ella's curse, and like ultimately what she has to defeat in the climax of the novel is her the curse. curse. Yeah. So so I'm calling the antagonist her curse. Um and I find I find that a really interesting mm-hmm. idea, having having the antagonist not really be a person, having it be this kind of internal battle. I do I do wish that there had been less of the trope of like conniving girls. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's hardcore. Although like you do have to Forgive it a little bit because it's based on Cinderella and yeah. that is a main portion of Cinderella and I do really like that um I think she tempered it a little bit from from the original and that like in the original they're just like assholes because whereas like her stepmother's given a bit more of a reason to be awful in in the uh in the book, than yeah. than in the original fairy tale, mm-hmm. so I mean it doesn't justify it, but like you see, you see more why she's acting that way. Yeah, uh, so I give it an eight point five. I, I think it's good.
0: I want to know how Lucinda fits in then, because if yeah, if the curse is the antagonist, I'm curious about like why the curse is the antagonist and not Lucinda. Yeah, that's a good question. I. This is not like a trick question. This is not like an uh, uh (laughs) aha. I
1: mean, I think it's partially because the curse is what Ella has labeled it. Right. Um, But it wasn't supposed to be a curse. However misguided it was. Like, I don't know. I think for like an antagonist to be a really good antagonist or to just be an antagonist, like there has to be some malice there. I mean, we talk a lot in like social justice and whatever about intent doesn't matter, which is true. Right. But when you're talking about a narrative, I think like there has to be like I don't know. I feel like an antagonist has to have some malice. I think she's definitely like not not a not a good winning character. Right. But I I wouldn't call her the antagonist. Does that Does that answer your question? It does answer the question.
0: <laughs> I could ask more follow up questions, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Um, So I said, like, again, like, Mm -hmm. I I find it hard to pinpoint a specific antagonist. Um, Mm -hmm. I think you made a very good argument for it being the curse, but I can't make that argument because you just made it. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I listed Lucinda de Molga, Hattie Olive. We could include father, like, Mm -hmm. just the people who are at various times in various ways being shitty to ella we mm-hmm. could include ogres but i think that's boring yeah my main like issue with the antagonist mm-hmm. is i could use so much less fat shaming with hattie yes. and olive yes um and again they're like not like most girls like their mm-hmm. main flaw until we get to know them is that they're boring and that and they, they, they like the pretty life. things yeah yeah. Like, like it really is just like they're yeah. materialistic and they're boring. Yeah, and then it turns out Hattie is is also power like crazy. Yeah, I mean,
1: there's also some serious ableism with Olive. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, although I do think that Olive is written fairly sympathetically, especially yes. towards the end.
1: Yeah, the ableism comes more from Ella than anything else. Yeah. Exactly. Than from, than from the book itself. Exactly. yeah that, That's true.
0: Um, but there's a ball scene with Hattie and Olive mm-hmm. where they're eating. And it's just like, okay, yeah, A, that food all fucking sounds delicious. Sounds
1: incredible, yeah. Like, yes,
0: if I had that feast, I would pile up my plate and I would go to town. Uh-huh. B, that scene would not exist if they were thin. If they yeah. were written as thin characters, there mm-hmm. would not be a scene mocking them for eating. Yeah. And, um, yeah. like, at a party, at a banquet. Mm-hmm. And that yep. pisses oh, yeah. me off. Oh, yeah. And And, like, Hattie's has scenes where she's getting tight laced into her corset where she's panting mm-hmm. where she's like like just yeah. it just the the language around Olive and Hattie's bodies bothers me so much yes. um the part where they have wigs. But like Olive yeah. doesn't have a wig, so she's ugly. Like mm-hmm. there's yep. just kind of this language of artifice that that ends up being both really fat shamy and really like femme shaming. Yes. Which is maybe a term that I'm coining here. Oh, I'd say like <laughs> something I, I probably am not coining it. But there's there's something that <laughs> crops up a lot, especially in like yeah. feminist retellings of fairy tales it where is, it's like yeah. anybody who enjoys presenting very femme. Um, is bad, and yes. you see that with Lucinda too, right?
1: Especially like, if they have a non-normative body. But yeah. regardless, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: you do. See interestingly,
0: that. Mm-hmm. Lucinda is uh, sort of denigrated for presenting as very beautiful and young all the time, uh, while Mandy is praised for presenting as kind of old and fat. Yeah. Um, so there's just the body politics. I don't. Is, but yeah,
1: they're 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 not good.
0: So I don't. I. I knocked off two points just for the fat shaming i don't Mm -hmm. like that it's lazy yeah um it's a part of second wave feminism that i hate
1: yeah and
0: uh yeah um and i also just want to give lucinda a quick shout out because i think she's really interesting because of what you were saying Mm -hmm. like intent doesn't matter she's just lazy and like and not at all empathetic and when people tell her this gift sucks Mm -hmm. she goes my gifts don't suck
1: she, she reminds me also actually a lot of like a white feminist who's like, I know better than you what yeah, is good for you. Absolutely. And refuses to listen when people are like, no, but yeah. actually this is terrible. Please stop.
0: Yeah. It's like your missionary school is abusing our children, but it's bringing them to Jesus. <clears throat> Sorry. That's the kind of Twitter I've been reading today. <laughs> um, so I gave antagonists so- an eight out of 10. Okay. All right. Love interest.
1: Uh-huh. um. So I'm deeply conflicted about <laughs> this for the Princess Diaries. Okay. When I first read these books, I like loved Michael. Obviously, um, he is he is like the nerd girl's dream boy. And having been a, well, I still am a nerd girl, but very much was a nerd girl when I first read this. He's he's the dream boy. Um, and he's he's like sweet and cute and charming and whatever. But like. On this rereading, I'm just unable to not be creeped out by the fact that he is, like, 17 and crushing on a 14-year-old. Yeah. I'm just, like, unable to not be creeped out by that anymore. Would you still be creeped out by it if he was 16? I would be less creeped out if he were even, like, 16. Yeah. I would be less creeped out if he were a, even a year younger and he were a year older. Right. But it just it just feels very... Well, it's yes, the same thing. Fair. You said the same thing about Josh Richter.
0: Oh, they are in the same grade, aren't they're they? They're in the same I think grade. I always yeah, forget that they're in the same grade. Yeah,
1: he's he's in he's in grade twelve. She's yeah. in grade nine. Yeah. Um,
0: I guess I feel less creeped out about it because he like clearly likes Mia as a person. Yes. And Josh Richter clearly goes for ninth grade girls because they'll fall for his shit. Yeah.
1: But then, anyway, yes. Keep keep, keep it. Keep it talking about is a this. little bit less creepy because of that. But it's just like. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it just, uh, it just is, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit like, like, I, I understand it less on a reread. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, she is, she is so much less mature than you. Mm-hmm.
0: They don't get together for a while, though. That's true.
1: It's still when she's in the ninth grade, though. Is it? Okay. Yeah, the books are each like a month and a half long. Jesus, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, so I have that problem with it, but... But I also... I really like him as a character. Mm-hmm. I wish they'd made him slightly younger. Um, yeah, they
0: could have just made him in 11th grade. I
1: wish... Th- I wish that he was just slightly younger. Um, I also... I... It gets extra points because I do really like that, um... That Mia has a first boyfriend that she doesn't actually like, but, like, likes being liked by because that's very relatable yes. and, like, very... Wait, I haven't gotten to that part yeah. yet
0: because I just read the first one. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: um... But anyways, yeah. yeah. So I gave I gave it a 7.5. Okay.
0: Um I said like, A, am going to make Michael the love interest because I put Josh Richter in the antagonist character because yeah. he's a creep." Um, yeah, Josh Richter doesn't count. I I didn't pick up on the age gap somehow this mm. time. I think I thought he was a year young for his grade or something. I just oh, like Oh,
1: maybe like maybe. I, I just don't think had. so, but Yeah.
0: I don't know. Um, yeah he's so he's so nerdy and he's such a loser and I'm really enjoying coming back to him now that I'm an adult because he's no longer just a clone of the dark-haired musical science geek that I had a crush on for half of high school (laughs) shout out Noah I feel like I can (laughs) say this it's been 10 years (laughs) nobody who went to my high school is surprised by this revelation (laughs) Oh, that's great. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, he's basically just a clone of the guy I was super into in high school. So okay. yeah. for a long time, I was just like, ha ah. <laughs> ha um, But he's like, yeah. he's just so low-key nice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a really good thing that Mia is as awkward as he is because he's so transparently into her. Oh, yeah, it's great. And she so misses it yes like she's like oh sometimes he's not wearing a shirt it's like why do you think he's not wearing a shirt (laughs) mia (laughs) um i really love that mia's progression from like at the beginning of the book assuming that he is building a bomb in his bedroom (laughs) To being really into him. Yes. It's it's like a fun there's a fun journey.
1: It's a very good journey.
0: Um knocking off a point because of the sexual harassment thing, which really pisses me off. There's like this scene where he asks Mia to do something, or she asks him to do something for her. And he's like, What'll you do for me, Thermopolis, huh? And she's like yeah, she's like, I don't know. I'll walk your dog. I'll do this. I'll do that. And he's like, I No, forgot. what'll you do for me? I and then he finally that. is just like, Oh, knock it off. And Lily's like, He was sexually harassing you. <laughs> and she's like, Oh God, that's so embarrassing. And then is like, What if Josh Richter that sexually yeah. harassed me and I didn't notice? Which is like too fucking close to the mark. Yeah, <sighs> oh, yeah.
1: I, uh, I I touch on that later yeah. about how the the attitude towards sexual harassment yeah. in this book is is really horrifying. <laughs> um
0: anyway, I, I so I knocked off a point for that. I give him yeah. an eight. Yeah. Let's talk about Prince Char.
1: <gasps> yes, let's talk about Prince Char. <laughs> uh, um so I really like Char a lot. My and
0: whole section on Char is all caps.
1: And Tepper is emphatically <laughs> nodding at me. Um he's just so sweet and he's great and he has a personality and <laughs> his
0: Her <laughs> bar is so low. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the bar real low but like i'm i'm specifically talking about like in the context of fairy tale princess right um he has the bar persona. is very low <laughs> the bar the bar is super fucking low um uh, and i really i think the thing that i like the most is that his his falling in love with ella is like very believable and like it it takes more than like three seconds And, yeah, like, they they fall in love via a lengthy correspondence, which I just... It just... It's great. Um, And he's not an ass,
0: and he's, like...
1: I just I like him he's good yeah I
0: I love him very much I love him very much indeed in all cats he's so like he's thoughtful and he's Mm -hmm. kind and he loves his parents and he loves Mm -hmm. his sister he gets like bored and cranky he has Mm -hmm. that like side to him yeah um The first time we see him, it's at Ella's mother's funeral. Mm -hmm. And he makes a point of A, like giving her her space, Mm -hmm. letting, like being nearby, but not like approaching her, Mm -hmm. and um, telling her an anecdote about like her mother and something he appreciated about her. Um, I get the impression from that interaction that he has had a crush on her for a long time. Okay. And has been, like, looking for an opportunity to talk to her. Okay. Which is not explicit. It's not, like, a canon part. But it's it's an impression I get very strongly. I like that he just, like, he really likes the, like, special things about Ella. Like, Mm -hmm. he likes that she likes animals and languages and, Mm -hmm. like... And was funny. Is funny, yeah. Yeah. Um... That she is, like, very kind of unassuming, which mm-hmm. I feel like comes in part from her being very sheltered. She just yeah. kind of has no idea what, like... What she's supposed to act yeah, like, and that's what he... and that's refreshing, and he yeah. really appreciates it. I like that he is written, I think, definitely as a person of color. Yes. Um, from his description, mm-hmm. he's described as being dark-skinned, um, having very curly hair, and... Um, Mm -hmm. having freckles on his nose that are surprising on someone so dark-skinned so like Mm -hmm. i think that's cool i think that's a fun thing yeah that's great um i give him a 10 i love him that's good i gave (laughs) him
1: a nine um
0: boo
1: (laughs) i don't know maybe maybe i should have given him more but i i I also really like him so world building and setting was our next category so princess diaries it has the advantage obviously of being like an established real life locale Um, I feel like the book does a really good job of building like Mia's internal world and like the specific Milias that she yeah. that she is in. Like I, I think you get you get a a pretty good like sense of what her life is like. So I give it a seven, I think, because I think that's done well. I don't think there's anything like especially like innovative yeah. about any of it, but I think it's like it's like a solid B.
0: Yeah, I also yeah. gave it a seven. Yeah. And my notes are, like, I didn't go as deep with you again. And yeah. I was just like, it's literally just New York. <laughs> 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 um, and my, my, like, meh about it is, mm-hmm. again, I find it a little too heavy-handedly New York. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I actually found myself looking up to see if Meg Cabot, like, lives in New York, because I feel as though it's the kind of New York that you would write if you have never been to New York. Okay. Uh, but she does. I think does, she does New York. She does live in New, love York, in New yeah. York, yeah. <laughs> um, I just, like, I don't know. Maybe I just yeah. don't. I've I've been to New York once. Okay. And so, I. <laughs> um, Yeah. Uh.
1: <laughs> so, Ella Enchanted. Um, I really, I really like it. My first sentence is, it's lush and beautiful and vivid, and I like it. Um, so, you don't always, like, it's not actually, like, super, you don't always get super, like, vi- specific visual descriptions of, like, everywhere, but you get a really good feel for, like, the general, like, shape of places yeah. and, like, what they feel like.
0: Um so really like that. Yeah, it's really well fleshed out. Yeah. Um it's very well I like things about it similar to how I really like the Graceling realm. Um yeah. you really like even even if the book isn't inhabiting every place, mm-hmm. you still have a sense of the whole place. Yes. Uh, and I really love that. I like that there are lots of kingdoms. I like that um mm-hmm. the royal family actively engages with the neighboring kingdoms. Yes. Uh all in all, it's just it's mm-hmm. fun, it's interesting. I gave it a ten, yeah,
1: yeah, um, I also really like that, um that it does its descriptions without a lot of exposition, right like it it manages to kind of work them in in a very natural way. I give it an eight point five uh okay, plot um, so I said that I feel like the Princess Diaries suffers because it's one in a series. Yeah. Um, So there's not actually a lot that happens in the first book. Um, But it does, like, it moves well, it's paced well. I give it a six and a half. Okay. Um, Which was maybe harsh. But I find it's not a plot-driven novel, I think, is the thing. Like, it's a very character-driven.
0: I mean, I would say there's a pretty significant plot, which is that Mia discovers she is a princess. Yes. Um, Which is kind of big. And yeah, I mean, it isn't plot driven the same mm-hmm. way that books that aren't written as journals are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I do find, I find it's really fun. It's mm-hmm. like, oh the, yeah, the plot is she finds out she's a princess and she has to deal with that and her friends yeah. have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um you do have to suspend disbelief sometimes, but like it's also a fairy tale. Like yeah. so, yeah. I do feel like Mia's dad and grandmother would not go along with not telling her he was a prince. No, they seem much more likely to be the like, yeah, he's a prince, but you're not. So you know, yeah, you're not going to be there. It's not going to be fine, a big deal. Yeah. Um, one detail. I guess this is this is I. I it's not exactly plot, but I didn't know where mm-hmm. to put it. But okay. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, is that Glamour gives Mia. Basically a weird old lady makeover When she gives her a makeover Like <laughs> she has true. her Personal stylist That's to true. it and oh, that's it gives great. And gives me a, like a weird like The kind of makeover you'd maybe Give Princess Diana or like yeah. Or like Audrey Hepburn in Roman Holiday yeah. and it's weird <laughs> it's like, very true and she does that because she's a weird old lady and like i i just i appreciate that true. deeply mm-hmm. um anyway i gave it a nine i think it's fine that's, i think it's that's fun fair. like yeah
1: Honestly, I think part of why I gave it such a low score, so maybe maybe this wasn't fair, is that I, like, thought that a lot more happened in the first book. Right.
0: So for those of you who don't know, <laughs> Princess Diaries is actually, like, a 12-book It's, like, series. a million books long, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And each of the books is literally, like, a month and a half. Yeah. And I just, like, there were a lot of things that I thought happened in the first book that don't happen until, well, like, the Well, like third. that Mia
0: and Michael don't get together yeah. for, like, three books. Not even the second book. And, and then yeah, they break up, else? and, like, they yeah. get back together, and, yeah. like, and it goes whole... back and forth a lot, and she... She uh-huh. dates other people, and mm-hmm. Tina is always great. <sighs> oh, I
1: love Tina so very much, but we're not a so, secondary so, character well, we
0: yet. We, we're, we're almost there, so <laughs> let's wrap that up. And, uh, uh, oh, yeah. let's talk about the plot Alan in Enchanted. Enchanted. Um,
1: there's a lot going on, uh, but it all, like, flows well, and it makes sense, and it's very readable. Um, I like it a lot. I give it an eight. Yeah,
0: I think it's just like such a good retelling of the Cinderella story, with mm-hmm. maintaining yes. the important elements to keep it recognizable, mm-hmm. but fleshing it out really well. Really well, yeah. Um, I like that her father doesn't die. Yes, uh, but just is really just kind of an He's absent just really parent. absent. Yeah. yeah. I love having all the backstory before she becomes the maid. Yes. Um, I love yeah. that she and Char have a pre-existing relationship. Yes. Yeah. But so much better. that the, her concealing her identity still gives it the mystery of yes. the Cinderella ball, which is yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, it's true. It's just a really clever way. Of doing that. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is a small nitpicky thing, but I knocked off half a point. Because several times in the book, Ella goes around for days without food. True. This happens at least twice. At one point, Hattie did not her of food on the journey for like three days. Yeah. And at the other point when she doesn't have enough food to be walking through the forest for several days
1: Yes, I think it's like four days at that point yeah I mean like you're given to believe that two loaves of bread lasted her four days no but but she like like says
0: specifically when the bread runs out like, she'll say, like, I haven't had, had anything to eat in several days and was beginning to look for wild carrots. Right, it's just like, yeah. you wouldn't start looking for wild carrots after three days without food. You start looking for wild carrots as soon as you finish your bread. And how are yeah. you still walking? Yeah. How have you not passed out? This is not how bodies work. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's very true. That's just like such a, like, especially She's in a very... book that is so obsessed with food. It's just like, Yeah, yeah hunger how? does not
1: affect her all that much. How? <laughs>
0: I could see if she was like given an order to walk for 4 days mm-hmm. without food.
1: It's possible? Is it possible that the tonic like helps you survive without food?
0: Oh, maybe. Maybe the tonic is like a protein shake. That that was like my <laughs> only
1: my only explanation was that like because I think both those times she's still taking tonic. Yeah, she is. And so like I I envisioned maybe. that as like helping her not like fall on, okay. in a heap on the floor.
0: Okay. Um, well, I still gave it a 9.5 out of 10, I mean, so that's, I don't feel too bad about fine. that. That is fine. But I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Sec- supporting characters.
1: Um, yeah, so Princess Diaries, I said they're not always, like, the most fleshed out. Uh, some of them are a little bit two-dimensional, um, but they're memorable and fun, uh, even if there is, like, a bit of a reliance on tropes. Yeah. Um, but also, though Tina is a sweet cinnamon roll, and she's too pure and I too good her. for this world. And I love her so I love her. much. I love her. So very much. I love her. Um, And Grandma is, like, so perfectly horrible, and it's great. And I also like Lars a lot.
0: I know it's terrible, but I want to be Grandma when I grow up.
1: I mean, I see it.
0: <laughs> like, not really? Like, I
1: don't think you'll be that... You won't be that mean.
0: But she's like, so glamorous. <laughs> She's like when she first shows up and her room in the plaza is all pink and she comes out in head to toe purple silk.
1: Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It's just like that.
0: That is what I, she's just like Yzma from the Emperor's New Groove. She's cutthroat and glamorous. She also has like
1: really good details that you don't pick up on until you're an adult. Like the fact that her dog is named after a Nazi. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) And that she wears lacy negligees all the time. Uh, yeah,
1: no, she's she's fantastic. Love her. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. <sighs>
0: um,
1: so I, yeah. g- I gave those characters a 7.5.
0: I, I actually find the secondary characters pretty satisfying. Oh, cool. I find it a nice, full, robust cast of nuanced mm. and complex characters. I think the tropes come up because, again, because of Mia's Nia- perspective and because of Nia's true. urge to like
1: categorize people. Yeah, that's a good point, like, actually. I hadn't thought of it that way.
0: Mia likes to see people as tropes. Mia likes she does. to have categories. She does like to put um, people in boxes, yeah. But, like, she puts Lily in the boxes, like, the cool, great, supportive best friend. Yeah. Lily is awful.
1: Yeah, Lily is, like, fairly horrible Lily her. Lily is
0: a terrible <laughs> friend. Yeah. Lily, Lily is... My God, she's so awful. She's so domineering. She only wants Mia because Mia is malleable. She's Mm -hmm. constantly telling Mia to self-actualize when Mia is actually plenty self-actualized. And what she really means is, Mia, do what I want. As soon as Mia does say, you know what, Lily, I'm very tired of you bossing me around, Lily cuts her off. Like, Mm -hmm. Lily is a horrible person. Yeah, she's not great. God, she's awful. (laughs) the whole fucking like boycott of hose deli oh, yeah
1: that that part is so
0: horrifying so but. problematic um but uh, i do think like where mia tries to put lily into the box of like she's a super feminist super cool person the book is just like no 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 no, no. she is <laughs> such an ass like, yeah, yeah. i like that i also yeah. love her mom Yes, yeah, her mom's Very good. much. And her dad, actually. I was mm-hmm. reading, reading through good. this time and realizing that, like, I really do mm-hmm. like her dad yeah. very much. I also like Mr. Giannini a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's good. I like that she has, like, good present parents. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, So I actually gave it a 10 for okay. supporting characters.
1: I think we're, we're, we're coming up against the same thing we noticed last time, which is I'm much less willing to give
0: marks yeah. on the ends of the scale. I was feeling very proud of myself because I was like, I'm giving less 10s. <laughs> I and know now I'm there's... looking at my next like several categories. I don't there's
1: anything <laughs> wrong with either. I think it's just a different strategy. I think my like my my thought process is very much like I will only give it a ten if it's literally the best at this of any right. book I've ever read. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh. So I like I like the characters in Ellen Enchanted* a lot. Um. I think that the minor antagonists rely heavily on tropes and cheap shots. Yeah. And fat shaming and ableism and stuff um but I also think that they're more well rounded and interesting than the characters they're based on yes. which which makes me give it more points um the other this is again this next point is gonna be a real low bar but but the bar is low um so I I like that none of the magical creatures really feel racialized to me yep. um like they they all are just very fantastical and like invented out of nowhere and and relying on like mythologies and stuff a little bit but also just very like fantastical and made up and none of the languages sound like real languages and they're not racialized which like it should be a really low bar but it's not a low bar for magical creatures and books Mm -hmm. it's really not Mm
0: -hmm. and especially combined with there being good racial diversity in the cast of characters yes yeah
1: yeah so i i think that that's great um i like the characters they're memorable they're enjoyable um yeah, I gave it a solid eight. Cool.
0: Um yeah, I mean I wrote I feel like I already took points off for the antagonists, so I'm not gonna take points off in the secondary characters category. That's fair. Um I I just said like I I love Areda, I love mm-hmm. Mandy. Yes. Um I it it just the book really, really depends on a network of strong secondary characters, mm-hmm. as does uh, Princess Diaries. Mm-hmm. Um I also gave it a ten. I okay. think there's they're great a lot of secondary characters and they all have a role and mm-hmm. i like that yeah writing yeah this
1: is this is a hard category i
0: think, I think we should maybe
1: we could also just not do this next category few, no 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 we can okay. do it
0: i think we should try to hit the next few ones quick yeah uh because i think when we get into the last category we're oh yeah gonna wanna talk.
1: we're gonna have many feelings <laughs> so. um yeah so i think i'll 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 keep it short and sweet i think that princess diaries is very convincingly written by a 14 year old uh so i gave it an eight and a half yeah
0: yeah i said unreliable narrators were re- used really really well journal format is really cute i mm-hmm. gave it a 10 actually because yeah. i found throughout all of the categories i kept being like the thing is this is just the way it's written <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah yeah No, totally for ella enchanted i i don't think it's good and it's it's lush and it's beautiful and it's moving i think i would also i gave it an eight
0: yeah I I also, mean I gave it a 10 good. because that's my 8.
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's fine.
0: And because I love it.
1: It's it's wonderful. Yeah. Um emotional impact. Um I think I I have trouble feeling a lot of the emotional impact of Princess Diaries just cuz it's so very high school. Yeah. Um not like and I don't want to like put out like those are real feelings that you feel very strongly at that age, but they're harder to feel strongly when you're in your mid 20s um
0: i think they're just it might even be the way they're written yeah because they're
1: written very
0: yeah yeah i mean it might be like the journal format because i do feel like the the feelings of feeling like on the outside and of does this person like me and yeah you know will i ever fit in are feelings that do
1: that are universal yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. so maybe it's the way that they're written yeah um like i think I think it was very impactful when I was a teenager. Yeah. But on a reread, it's it's less so. So I give it a seven.
0: Yeah. Okay. I get pulled out of it a lot yeah. because the characters can be really annoying, um, including Mia. Mm-hmm. And the constant, constant self-referential New York stuff really <laughs> bugs me. I just, I feel like there's a way to set it in the city and make it clearly in the city and also just stop maybe this is because I'm from Boston mm-hmm. and and Boston and New York have kind of a Montreal and Toronto thing going. Oh, maybe. But I'm just okay. kind of like, okay, shut up. I know it's in New York <laughs> all the time. Yeah, um, fair. I gave it an eight. Okay which is like, you know, my six. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, we are on emotional impact now. I didn't skip you for writing, did I? No, you didn't. No, I didn't. I okay. just I just
0: missed that it was emotional impact. Did I say it was writing?
1: No, I was I just got confused. It's fine. No, you
0: didn't. I gave it a 10 for writing. Um okay. Yeah, I just get I find I find that I'm yeah. not super right. emotionally impacted by that's, it. That's, I'm like entertained, fair. but But
1: not. That makes sense. Yeah. Um I I do definitely get feelings from Ella Enchanted.
0: Sorry, I just held up my finger because I just remembered that there is a scene in Mia in in Princess Diaries that I love. Yeah, which is when she gets the hiccups while her father is telling she, her she's a princess. Oh yes, that's great. Plaza because I get very loud, dramatic hiccups often so because of emotions. Okay, and um, and that scene gets me in the feelings. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Ella Enchanted.
1: I get feelings. From Elle Enchanted*, many me feelings. Too. It gives me many feelings. Yeah. Um, I gave it an eight and a half.
0: I gave it a ten, and I just wrote, "I love it so much." <laughs> I love the love story.
1: Yeah, it's oh, oh it's so oh, good. The like, climactic the, scene. Oh yes, uh, no, it's so just good. it's just so good. <sighs> I also Bing. definitely like remembered the elf scene being much longer because I just remember it being so like warm and cozy and
0: lovely. Yeah. Um, I was really glad that I had soup while I was reading that. <laughs> I made a big pot of soup this week and like was very happy that I had it. Um, themes. So for for the Princess Diaries, and you you
1: can counter me if you want. I don't think this book is trying to say a lot of deep things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it does like make good kind of meta point about how we will overreact to almost anything when we're 14. Yep. And like, that's okay. And that's just being 14. Um so I give it a I give it a 6 cuz I don't think it's like got strong messages but you know it's it's fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean I identified the theme in this one as like self-discovery, um okay. finding out what she wants to be oh, as yeah, opposed to what that's... other people want from her. Um I think it's neat cuz she's a really generally a really chill person and it's kind mm-hmm. of nice to see this like Well, maybe this is what I want come out. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a fun coming-of-age story. And I gave it a 9.
1: For Ellen Enchanted, I feel like the central theme is, like, kind of how do you maintain a sense of self and integrity while you're working within, like, an oppressive system? Mm -hmm. Um... Oh, I like that a lot. I like the idea of, like, small rebellions that are emphasized. Yes, absolutely. um, I think is really, like, interesting and relevant and good. I give it an 8.
0: So when I was writing these notes, I became overwhelmed because I was thinking about the emotional impact part. And I just (laughs) wrote that the theme was the power of love. (laughs) Which can, it is. You I can mean, make a good point for that. That is, that's, that is one of the themes. That's, that's the definitely a theme. Um, that yeah. is what helps her break the curse. Oh, ultimately. absolutely.
1: Yeah. If you're taking the curse as the antagonist, then um, the, yeah. I will
0: say that when I read this as a kid, it was very powerful t- for me to see obedience framed as a curse. Yeah. And uh, and to see rebellions against obedience as positive things. Yeah. Um, And that's just a theme that is good. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, absolutely. I gave it a 10 because of that. Cool. So, how does it hold up 20 years after publication?
1: Because yeah, they were both published about 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so, for Princess Diaries, I said it's just, it's very early aughts white feminism. Yeah. It's just very, very early aughts white feminism. Yeah. So, I, I, I and I find that complicated because um, it's, but it also like, But also part of that is Mia is the narrator and she's 14. And, like, even now, I think a lot of 14-year-olds getting into feminism fall into those kinds of things. So, like, I didn't take off too many points for that. Um, The (laughs) thing that did really make me take off points is the, like, really blasé attitude towards sexual assault, which is, like, really horrifying. Um, And then there's also, like... The one thing that's so it's interesting that there's actually a lot of queer and trans visibility in the book, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, voyeuristic is the wrong word, but it's very No, no, I think
0: voyeuristic is exactly the right word. Yeah.
1: So, so, so there's that. Um, So I I give it a
0: seven. Yeah. I, I said, now you're bringing all back all of the problematic stuff that I, I think I kind of skimmed over. Um, I said it holds up surprisingly well because I think it's located so distinctly in a teenager's perspective. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, certainly the, like, sexual assault stuff with all of the, like, all of the sexual assault. So much sexual assault in this book. Um, but, like, at the same time, Mia and Lily think the flasher in the park is funny. Mia and Lily tell her mom about the flasher in the park, and her mom Mom. immediately grabs her coat and goes out to kick his butt. That's true. Um, Yeah. The, the, like, blind guy, the guy who pretends Mm -hmm. to be blind to grope women helping him cross the street, Mm -hmm. gets, like, whacked in the head with a purse as soon as he tries that on an adult, right? Yes. So, um i yeah, do that's I true. do find this is again a thing that's complicated by it being from a teenager's Absolutely. perspective. I'm also like I would like to think that this is something that teenagers nowadays are more attuned to. I think so. I spent several hours talking with a sixteen year old this week about like consent and sexual harassment oh. and and like boundaries, and maybe not so much. I just, yeah. I mean, I like to imagine that, but like, I'm just, I'm just not so sure. I feel like an 18 okay. year old would, yeah, would. Yeah. But like a 14 year old, there's still maybe lot, still there's still a lot of the like, yeah, yeah. So, um I do. I mean, I think it holds up well. Like mm-hmm. the the pr- problematic stuff that's in it, I don't think is necessarily a product of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's fair. I, prob- I find it more problematic now than I did then. Oh, yeah. But I feel like that's more me than... Yeah. Yeah. I actually... I gave it a nine, actually, okay. which I... Because I did not find it as problematic as I expected to, which, again, perhaps mm-hmm. the bar is just very low.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I remembered it being very problematic, so so maybe that's why I gave yeah. it more. So, Ellen Chanted... I, I said that I think it holds up pretty well, actually. Yeah. Um, like, especially in the changes that she made... To the original story to make it more feminist, mm-hmm. but then there is like there's the there's all the fat shaming and yeah. there's the ableism yeah. and so I gave it a seven point five. Okay,
0: yeah, I I also found that it holds up surprisingly well. Um, mm-hmm. Apart from the the fat shaming the ableism, I find it really cool that it's uh, such a racially diverse fantasy land, which yes. is something that like we're still struggling with oh yeah um and i think that's very cool so i kind of Mm -hmm. bumped up some points for that
1: yeah that's fair um
0: i gave it a nine so our last (laughs) category which i am aware that we've been recording for a full hour now (laughs) um so we do need to to kind of keep it Mm -hmm. in line but our last category is on the movie adaptations
1: And we have so many feelings, <laughs> friends, so just like stick with us, because yeah. there's so many opinions.
0: For one thing, <laughs> Anne Hathaway stars in both of them.
1: <laughs> Which is just fantastic. Yeah. Uh,
0: Are they both... I know Ella Enchanted is 2004. Do you remember when Princess Diaries I, I is?
1: actually looked this up, because yeah. I was like, I feel like these movies suffer from Anne Hathaway being much older than she's supposed to be. Okay. I actually... I I just rewatched most of Princess Diaries today, so she is she's nine she was nineteen when she filmed Princess Diaries, so five years older than she's supposed to be. Okay, um, and she was I think twenty two when she filmed Ella Enchanted, so, so Ella Enchanted seven is later years than older Princess than she's Diaries. supposed to be. Yeah, it's three years later. Okay, um, yeah. So I actually I don't find the age. I don't find the age of the actress in Princess Diaries super distracting. Yeah. I
0: find it a bit distracting in Ella Enchanted. Okay. Um, I just didn't care enough <laughs> about that movie at all to care how old the actor is because it is an abomination. I,
1: yeah. Horrified by the whole movie.
0: But I think, I think according to our chart, we have to start we with Princess Diaries. We have to start Diaries, with Princess Diaries. Which, okay. <laughs> I just want to say real quick, uh-huh. Princess Diaries is a beloved movie. Many people love it. Many people love it very much. Probably many of our listeners love it okay. very much. Mm-hmm. Um, if you love it very much, I'm so sorry. <laughs> not, not sorry that you love it, but sorry for how bad we are about to drag it.
1: Yeah, you're also allowed to love it. You even are allowed we hate to it.
0: love it. I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy <laughs> movies. And I have met people who, who just could not believe me for that and would tell me all the reasons i was wrong Mm -hmm. i don't think you're wrong for loving this movie no just don't ask me to love it
1: i think you also might love it more if you hadn't read the books or hadn't read them first
0: yes absolutely um
1: and i i had read the books before i saw the movie and like especially now i am like more willing to be like movies are adaptations, and they have differences from the books. And like, okay, but if sometimes you're gonna make a movie fine, that, just, but like, <sighs> but but, but th- this one goes too far.
0: In, if you're gonna make a movie opinion. that is based <laughs> on a book, base it on the book. If you want to make a movie that is not based on the book, don't use the same names as the fucking book.
1: Um, do you have feelings about this stuff? No. <laughs> Although, okay, on the names point, they just like changed the names of a lot of characters for no reason. You want to give me a list of those? Okay, Josh has a different. Last name. Okay. Um. They change Mr. Giannini's name and the subject he teaches.
0: Do they make his name less Italian? Yes. Fuck it's just like them. a
1: generic white boy name. Um. And there's like, oh, uh, Lars has a different name, yeah. and he's not hot. Yeah, he's not like a big hot buff guy. It's
0: very. He's supposed to be Chris fucking Hemsworth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. I feel like there were other ones that I noticed that were changed as well. Okay. Yeah, I think there's a different dude who's like sort of set up to be Lily's love interest.
0: That's not Boris. Um, well, right, because they couldn't have a Russian guy if they can't have an Italian guy yeah. teaching algebra. They can't have a Russian guy playing violin. Yeah. Um, they also
1: they definitely have. So all of Lily and Mia's friends in the book, other than them, are people of color. Um, I think one of them is in the movie but not named, and the other two are just like written out.
0: Wait, who? Is, I mean, Shamika, yeah, Shamika Ling, Ling Su and, and Tina, Ling Su, yeah. Yeah, sorry. So there are three female friends. Oh, I was, I was, like, oh, I, I was um, talking about the three female yeah, friends. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of whitewashing in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, if they can't have an Italian. Yeah, God. So my personal anger. Yeah. Is the, the, I have two I have two personal beefs with the movie you of Princess Diaries. It. Go for it. Two very strong personal beefs. <laughs> the first strong personal beef I have uh-huh. is that Mia has short fucking hair. Yes,
1: they don't cut off her hair and it bothers me.
0: Mia already has short hair. When she describes herself, she she says, I have to keep my hair really short or it goes triangular. (laughs) Right. When she goes to Paolo, the whole problem is she has a bad haircut, but her hair is already short. So in order to fix the shape of her haircut, he has to cut all her hair off.
1: Right. She describes herself as a
0: human human Q-tip. Yeah, it's great. Somebody calls her tank girl. Her mom makes a Rosemary's Babies joke. (laughs) baby babies the sequel (laughs) rosemary's babies when she had more um like like she has a pixie cut yes she has barely any hair left we could have had anne hathaway's pixie cut 10 years earlier
1: yeah, and you're real mad about that.
0: <sighs> I'm so mad about. It. Well, okay. Yeah, so I currently have a buzz cut <laughs> Yeah, for what it's worth, it's great. It looks great on I have feelings you. about short hair representation. It this is, is something like pay pay attention to a movie. sometime, a movie based on a book. They did this with Tonks in the Harry Potter movies. Oh yeah. She has yep. short spiky hair in the movies, She has like She's the like Rachel. A, yeah. Um, Sirius is supposed to have long hair in the books. In the movies, True. he has like. Kind of shaggy He has like shaggy hair Yeah Um, uh, they just This happens so often But especially with female characters Who are written as having short hair Alice in Twilight Supposed to have a pixie cut Has oh, a yeah. little bob Oh yeah she has bob. like a
1: little bob yep. um, and Yeah And it's something
0: that just pisses me off It's lazy mm-hmm. And it's so clearly based on a like ideal standard of femininity that has to do Mm -hmm. with long hair and it it just pisses me off yeah yeah Um, i really don't
1: like that mia's makeover is like perfect beautiful girl because that's not what
0: it's supposed to be also is just like put on some makeup and got a blow dry yeah yeah it's like not even it's like not even a makeover yeah yeah it's um um yeah so that that really bugs me mm -hmm. and it especially bugs me because as i said earlier with the books like it's clearly Grand giving her kind of a clueless Euro trash makeover. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's great.
0: And not turning her into someone beautiful. Like, it's supposed... Mm-hmm. To, or not someone beautiful. That, that was a shitty way to put that. But not turning her into, <laughs> like, to a like, cover girl. Yeah. It's like... You know, Lana Weinberger still makes fun of her for her makeover. Oh, yeah. Um, and not in a, like, who's a little wannabe like she does in the movie, but in mm. a, like, what the fuck is
1: <laughs> what, this? What the fuck did you do to your face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so that's yeah. my
0: first beef is just, like, because that's just lazy.
1: There's just so many things <sighs> in this movie that are just lazy. Yeah. Um, that I don't understand why they changed. Also, they changed the whole setting of the... It's in San Francisco in the movie. Oh, Yeah. <laughs>
0: I forgot the that.
1: in San Francisco in Company. Right. <laughs> Especially given the amount of New York references in the book.
0: They probably just couldn't afford to film it in New York.
1: Like, that's entirely possible.
0: Still. <laughs> but yeah, that's a weird choice. Again, like, like mm-hmm. with, with books being turned into movies, there are some choices I can understand. I thought The Hunger Games did a pretty good job of yes. adapting a book. And yes. making minimal changes. Mm-hmm. And changes they understood. Mm-hmm. These are changes that don't make sense. Yes. Yeah. Like film it in Toronto and have some New York cabs like every other New York movie does. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense. <sighs> yeah, you can change things and still create a good product, but yeah. I I don't
0: And I just feel like at the point where you're turning it into a new story, why are you basing it on the book?
1: Yeah, they Yeah, they they made the story Yeah, the story is just like far too different.
0: Yeah. Um, um
1: also Fat Louie is not orange and I'm mad.
0: They do this. They did this in Hunger Games, too. They turned an orange cat into a black and white cat. Why? Why? Garfield is orange, therefore cats are canonically orange. Yes. Yes. Um, The other big beef I have is just that they changed Mm. Grammaire so dramatically. Yes. She is supposed to be Yzma from Ember's New Groove. (laughs) And they turned her into Maria von Trapp as a grandmother.
1: See, I I have deep, (sighs) conflicted feelings about this because I agree that the original grandma is amazing and I would have loved to see her on film I also am in love with Julie Andrews with my whole heart and just really like seeing her on
0: screen so that's I all. mean she's lovely but she's so miscast <laughs>
1: she's very miscast but like I don't think you understand how much I love Julie Andrews Taffer no I don't think I do like it's a lot
0: <laughs> yeah I know I was um, always more of a Baroness Von Trader girl I'm okay just, yeah, yeah
1: that's yeah. yeah no I love who I love, is
0: basically young grandma <laughs> so there you go yeah
1: but no, she's 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 done really wrong. Also, are you done with that beef? Can I have a beef?
0: Yeah, you can have a beef.
1: Um, Michael is not a babe, and I'm mad.
0: And he's not a science geek.
1: And he's not. Yeah, they completely changed his personality. But also, he's not a babe, and he has like a weird, bad Beatles haircut. Super and bad. Like
0: I just, to be fair, it was what like two thousand. It was like two thousand
1: and one. Two thousand was bad hair. Two thousand. No, it was, 2004. was two thousand and four. There was just.
0: No, it because was. Ella Enchanted was two thousand. Oh yeah, no, so yeah. it's two thousand and one. Um, that was just kind of the hair. <sighs> it was, but like, as, he's supposed to be a
1: babe, he's not a babe Teffer.
0: I know. I want I know. him to he's be a, not a babe. babe. Oh, I have similar beef with him and the whole fucking like Skittles on pizza thing oh yeah or yeah. ms or something oh, and he's, he's just, just in a band so and, like, yeah
1: he's in a band and he fixes cars like, he's no, not that's in a band and fixes cars he
0: does shit on the internet yeah exactly he's a weird like webzine and um like, science nerd who clones fruit flies like okay yeah,
1: who is no that's his that's his girlfriend right but
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um who would be who would you cast as Michael?
1: Oh, I'm I'm terrible at celebrities, so this is a bad okay. uh bad question for me.
0: I feel like Joseph Gordon Levitt would have been a good choice. Oh, maybe. At that period. I mean he's not super babyly, but he's yeah. like cute and nerdy.
1: I pictured him like very kind of like tall and gawky mm-hmm. but like in a in a hot way. Mm-hmm.
0: Um I mean I just again I just picture him as my high school crush, so I can't <laughs> I
1: can't help. Uh you know what? It could have. No, I have to think about this for a minute. I'm wondering if if Matthew, whatever his name, Neville, once he got hot.
0: But he would wasn't work. hot yet. In he, wasn't, he wasn't
1: hot yet, yeah. though. Anyway.
0: And uh, <laughs> tweet at us and tell us who you would cast as Michael yeah. instead of that loser. <laughs> we're going to get so much hate mail for this episode. Yeah. Um, we're
1: being real. We're being real. They uh, also killed Mia's dad? Yeah, that's just weird. Mia's dad Why? is awesome. Why? Also, they totally took out that she's terrible at algebra. Yeah. Um also, oh, this was my other beef. I have a big beef that I forgot about okay. until just now. I was IMing you about it earlier. Okay. Um The point of the book is that Mia's not as big of a loser as she thinks she is. Yeah. Where in the movie she's just a huge loser. Yeah. Like demonstrably.
0: It's like they missed the whole part about the unreliable narrator yeah. and took everything as gospel truth. Yeah. And then also just lied about a bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm so angry. I want Meryl Streep from Devil Wears Prada as Gomer. That's what yeah. I want. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, Ella Enchanted. We hate it too. We also hate
1: <laughs> Ella Enchanted. The movie,
0: I, not the book. We love. Oh yeah, the we book. love the book.
1: No, the movie. I possibly hate it more. Actually. Oh, like absolutely. Maybe just because I have more strong feelings. It's not
0: even an enjoyable movie. Is the thing like Princess That's Diaries true. is still an enjoyable movie?
1: Yeah, Ella Enchanted is
0: not an enjoyable no.
1: movie. Um,
0: oh. It is, however, a perfect time capsule of 2004. Oh yes, which was like a bad year. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's um so I feel like what they were trying to do was like capitalize on the like Knights Tale success of the yeah. like mixing rock music and two thousands aesthetic with medieval times. Maybe
0: Shrek too a little bit. Oh maybe a little bit yeah. Shrek
1: also. Um but they just did it badly.
0: So badly. Um
1: and and the way the way that they like the way that they they do the curse is like really bad and it takes away a lot of her agency mm-hmm. that she has in the book mm-hmm. which I hate.
0: Lucinda is such a fucking racial stereotype oh, oh my oh, god yeah, yeah, they made Lucinda black they made everybody else in the book white but Lucinda is black and she is like a a like stereotypical sassy black woman yeah, and it pisses me terrible. off so much even though I would have killed for her outfit when I was 13 in oh, 2004. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: yeah but yeah it's horrifying um they also, like, really... They totally changed Mandy's character, which I hated. Yeah. Although I, I
0: do love Mini Driver. I think I have a yeah. thing that you kind of have with okay. where I love Mini Driver and everything. So I, like, I can almost just not be mad at her because I love Mini Driver a lot. Okay. That's, yeah. that's
1: fair. I just... I love Grandma and the... Not Grandma I love Mandy in the book <laughs> yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, like, she... And she's just, like, a non-character She should have been, um... Uh, what is the name of the actress who plays Molly Weasley? She should have
0: just been Molly Weasley.
1: Yeah, that that's who yeah. that's who she's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so I hate that. Um, they they like sort of kept the same loose thread as the as the book, but not really. They like changed.
0: They kept the same thread with the curse, and they mm-hmm. changed everything else.
1: Yeah. Um, and I I hate what they did with the elves. I hate what they did with the Giants extra because they made them, like, an Indian stereotype, but also white. Yeah. Like, the dancing at the wedding was just, like, very Bollywood-coded.
0: I know, we can make them Bollywood, but it won't be racist because they won't be brown. Yeah, it was horrifying. And then, like, you know, the greatest sin, too, Mm -hmm. to me, is that... um, Areda, who's, like, a wonderful character. Uh They made her be um, Ella's friend from childhood because they didn't have the finishing school plotline for whatever fucking reason. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, But they cast Parminder Nagra, who's... um, um uh, Jess from Men at Like Beckham mm-hmm. and she's wonderful as Areta and then they did nothing with her.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's very disappointing.
0: <sighs> Except have like some sort of gay subtext between her and Ella that is Oh, got absolutely. Um, I feel like just every time she's in a movie and like but <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, no
1: they just don't they don't do anything good with her they
0: kill off char's parents for whatever reason for, for, for have, no
1: good because they want to have an evil uncle because they need to have a personified antagonist
0: carrie elwis basically playing prince john from the <laughs> disney robin hood which i appreciate he does it very well yeah. but like it's amusing there's, there's an evil snake telling him what to it's do. Like very weird <laughs> it's it's very weird it's very not the um, book again i feel like they could have just made this movie and not made it ella enchanted yeah
1: yeah <sighs> it was so different that they could have yeah. 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 yeah um although although it was objectively a bad movie
0: weird musical numbers that have nothing to do with anything yeah yeah Um. Yeah, I feel like they were. uh, This would have been around the same period as Ever After. Yeah, which is also the feeling they're trying to get, but done badly. It's very bad, very poorly. Yeah, it's very Um, poorly done. Um, Olive and Hattie. Olive is like, I mean, if you want to talk about ableism in the book, Olive is turned into like a caricature of what they think somebody non neurotypical is. Yeah, it's in terrible. Boy. Terrible. They did surprisingly not pull in the fat shaming from That's the book.
1: That's true. They did not. <sighs> um, but it's it's still awful. Um, the one redeeming quality is like Char looks right and is. Well, no, no, he doesn't look right because he's supposed
0: to be black. I, I think so anyway. Um, but no, yeah. I agree.
1: Um, but he, he is like handsome.
0: God, he's beautiful. He's
1: beautiful. And he's, he is pretty winning. I don't <sighs> like how much they changed their story.
0: Yeah, no, nor um, do I.
1: But but I like him as a character. Fine. Yeah. He's better in the book, but
0: Yeah, no, I mean he wasn't if they had to whitewash him, Hugh Dancy is is just a dream boat. And yeah. I will watch I would watch Hugh Dancy, Dancy just like passionately read the phone book for hours. <laughs> like he's he's really beautiful. <laughs> he's, he's a really beautiful man. Yes, yes. Anne Hathaway is also very beautiful, so oh, watching yeah. her is fun too. Yeah. But it's a stupid fucking movie,
1: <laughs> yeah. I just like I think because I think my one of my favorite things in the book is like how Ella deals with the curse and how, yeah. like you see her willpower and her independence. In the way that she resists. Uh And they totally take that out of the movie. Because in the movie how it works is there's like sparkly music every time somebody gives her a command. And then she like is a puppet. And they hate it.
0: And their first kiss is non-consensual because of it. Right. Which pisses me off a lot. In the books they don't kiss until she is free of the curse. Yes. In the movie he's like kiss me. And she starts to kiss him. And then he's like that's not an order. As though that like changes anything.
1: Mm -hmm. Well I think he meant like a royal order
0: i know because he doesn't know she has a curse but it's mm-hmm. still like icky yeah yeah anyway did not like them. Ugh. yes they're bad and stupid they're don't watch them well okay i mean no Both you can watch the movies bad. and you can enjoy them you're don't allowed make, we don't make, like them don't make me do it <laughs> so what's so your- what's your overall princess
1: diaries um so overall so we're out of 100 right so yes overall princess diaries got a 72 out of 100 for me
0: okay overall princess diaries got an 86 out of 100 for me okay um and ella enchanted uh 81.5 Okay, and uh, Ella Enchanted for me got ninety five point five. Okay, <laughs> um, so for me, clear winner is Ella Enchanted by about ten points. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, um, but much closer than our last SmackDown was. Very so close. This was fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think honestly, like for me, Ella yeah. Enchanted has just been one of my favorite books for so long that it yeah. like the emotional impact kind of Absolutely. overcomes. I um, think.
1: I think Princess Diaries also does suffer a little bit in this, in that. Ella Enchanted is a whole complete story, whereas mm-hmm. like it's reading, a reading, yeah, reading multiple of the Princess Diaries together does give you a more fully formed narrative. Yeah, but I think also like Princess Diaries is really it's a young adult book that's better when you're actually a young adult. Yes, yeah, um, and Ella
0: Enchanted holds up holds up more for kind of all ages. Yeah. So for our true princess, we choose Prince Ella of Frel, Princess Ella of Frel, although Mm -hmm. I guess she eschewed the title princess, so court linguist Ella of (laughs) Frel. Thanks for listening to Yeah! If you want to leave feedback, suggest a book for us to read, or just say hi, send us an email at theyapodcast at gmail.com. You
1: can also follow us on Twitter and tweet at us at yapodcast and individually at teferbear and at the balesasaurus.
0: If you like the show and want to help us make it even better, consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon has an awesome bonus where for the first month, they'll give us an extra 50% off on top of whatever you donate. I think this is the last week that Mm -hmm. that's available so um please 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 if you're gonna if you're gonna donate on patreon please do uh this week because that's really really helpful Mm -hmm. um you can donate any amount Mm -hmm. your pledges will go that much farther towards helping us keep the lights on you can also get all kinds of great perks including early access to bonus content shout outs guest appearances and more Head to patreon.com slash yeahpodcast to donate. You
1: can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts and by sharing this episode with a friend. Thank you so much to everyone who has already done that. And Teffer is going to read uh, one
0: of Uh, our reviews now. Our featured review this week is from Selena MTL. She says, Teffer and Hannah take the time to think about what makes a book great. I love how they pull out the different themes from each book. They also keep their eyes open for representation and problematic plot lines. They've mapped a helpful guide for buying books for all the amazing young adults in your life. Thank you so much, Selena. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want your review (laughs) to be featured on the show, uh, go ahead and leave one. Mm -hmm. Special thanks to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com.
1: This episode was produced and edited by Tom Zalatni as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com.
0: Topics of High Importance, a podcast where we get high and explore food, science, gaming, pop culture, and beyond. Filled with super tangents, forgetful flubs, and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple. Topics of High Importance on the Upford Network.
1: Join us, won't you?
0: <laughs> I'm Tom Zalatnai, host and producer of Up for Discussion a long-running comedy podcast on the Upford Network. Every week, me and my team of hilarious improvisers use audience-submitted questions to dive deep and delicious into every topic under the sun. Nothing is off limits. The audience has full control. It's like going to an improv show, only it's in your ears and nobody's asking to see a scene about sex toys. Hopefully. One reviewer called it an underappreciated cult classic. Another reviewer called it not a very compelling product. Go check it out and see for yourself. The Up for Discussion podcast. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.